Okay, we're going live, honey. Hey, y'all. What's going hey, on? people. What's going on, Chicky? Not much. Um, this is going to be an interesting topic. Um, I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but I think it'll be an interesting topic. You want to go ahead and introduce it? Yes. Um, the topic is women preferring toxic masculinity over no masculinity at all. And so let's break down what we would consider toxic masculinity. Now, for me, I think I think that's a good starting point. So for me, um, if I describe what I think is meant by toxic masculinity, I would say they're meaning like a dominant man, a man who is um, assertive, a man who does not mince his words. Um, a man who um, could be deemed as aggressive, somebody potentially um, powerful, but uh, one a, a person that likely can't be controlled easily or can't be um, isn't easy to conform. What do you think? Um, I would probably consider it what I toxic masculinity is probably what I would consider like um, maybe like a thug and. I would I would kind of think of like what they would call some like somebody who is not afraid of anything will take whatever they want to whenever they feel like it. Um, there's no order. There's no um, method to the madness. Just the person just kind of running around mad, like gonna do whatever they want whenever they want to. Like a person. Now that's who, interesting. Yeah, because I didn't um, I didn't initially think that they're defining a thug by it but what I do believe is that the intent is for people to imagine a thug so I think that if you think about like toxic masculinity and some of the topics that it's been attached to it can be any black man but the picture that the media and or feminists because that's generally the type of people that I hear using that term want you to get is one of a thug yes Yes, but I know everyday black men, professional black men who embody a lot of the same traits that are being attached to toxic masculinity. So that's that's interesting. It really is. Um, Let's see. Sasha Malone says toxic shouldn't be used in the same sentence as masculinity. Just my opinion. Sasha, in a certain sense, I can kind of agree with that um, because we do have to get back to just normal freaking masculinity. And I kind of feel like our men are being demasculized. Is that a word? Uh, ema- emasculated. <laughs> that word. <laughs> <laughs> but we know what you meant. We know what you meant. Childless is makeup words. No, we know what you meant. <laughs> You're, that's a good point, though. It's a shaming tactic is what it's become. It's a shaming t- tactic. They're shaming yeah. men for being masculine. That's really true. That's really, and really that's true. Why, that's why I have a problem with it. And I, I, I agree with Sasha pretty much because I think that um, there is a um, one view of masculinity that mainstream society wants to accept, and it is not the black man. So I think that they're trying to get black men to conform. And I think that this is about effeminization and, and emasculation of black males 
And I think that um, they want you to think that uh, an assertive, strong black man is toxic in a way. So black yeah. men becoming the face of toxic man. Yeah, um, when they see a big black guy, uh, most people want to want us to be scared, and um, as opposed to a man being protective of us, you know, they make him out to be some scary figure, and it's kind of it's kind of messed up when you think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, the crazy part is that has always been the image that the media has tried to portray of black males for as long as we've been in this country. Um, however, the interesting thing is that I'm seeing more and more black women who are, who seem to be buying into this notion. Like I'm seeing more and more black women who seem to be falling for, you know, the agenda that they're pushing, you know, that, that basically, um, a lot of the behavior and, not, and that's not to say that there aren't men who display toxic behaviors but why can't we say that's a toxic man or why can't we identify those persons individually as opposed to labeling a certain display of masculinity as toxic like I, I mean somebody has to give me an example of what toxic masculinity is in order for me to get it maybe I'm missing something I would, um, now in my own personal opinion, now if you have guys that are uh, doing bad things to hurt the communities and stuff like that, but the thing about it is we don't, um, a guy could be well-dressed working for a Fortune 500 company and be the most despicable man on earth, but just because he has on a suit and tie and he could be a white man, we won't take that as a person that's toxic or a person that's doing uh, bullshit to our communities. We tend to give these men um, accolades and stuff because they have money. Yep. And, and that's because toxicity doesn't have one look. You are absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've noticed that the, the better dressed the man is, and if he has a little swag to him, the more credit we give him. And that credit may not necessarily be due. You know what I mean? Well, maybe. <laughs> Concrete, are you there? Okay. Well, she's having some technical difficulties. But, um, yeah, I've kind of noticed that we'll have men and... As long as a man is well-dressed, we tend to give more credence to the man. Um, oh, let me give y'all a good story. So back in my Navy days, um, I was on a ship and I would say a lot of us had been sexually harassed on a ship, but just to go to it, there was a, a guy that I really didn't deem as a tr an attractive guy. And then there was a, a guy that was kind of handsome, right? And um, one of them touched my butt, but immediately I actually thought it was the ugly guy who touched my butt and I punched him. And he was like, it wasn't me, but I didn't even believe him because I was like, this nice looking guy wouldn't do that. And I felt so stupid because the nice looking guy was like, yeah, it was me. And I felt so bad because, you know, I thought the ugly dude had touched my butt, but it wasn't him. You know, that brings up an interesting point. Is it, and, and, and the, oh, this is really interesting. So do you think that fine men, attractive men, athletes, um, you know, at men with athletic builds can get away with displaying toxicity, whereas 
unattractive men or men with that are broke cannot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the more money a man has, the more shit he can get away with, in my opinion. And I actually think that like the prettier a woman is, the more shit she can get away with. And Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you said a word and it made me think about something that we'll probably discuss in the future, but that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I noticed that, you know, okay. So like with the Me Too movement, let's say you have a girl and she comes out against a rapper or um, a, a singer and not, don't get me wrong because you do have a lot of women kind of making, now I'm not going to say kind of making, you have a lot of women. I ain't going to say a lot. You have a percentage of women making false claims, right? But at one point we would generally believe what a woman would say, but Nowadays, it's like the more stat status a man has, it's like it's almost hard as hell to prove that he actually did something or they're finding all kinds of loopholes. And society um, tends to question the woman more when there are statistics that say there are a small percentage of women that lie versus the people that are telling the truth. But that's probably another story and another animal. I don't know if we want to touch that just yet, but... What do you think? You know what it made me think about this situation with the game, the rapper. Um, when yeah. he had that show on VH1 where he was dating or whatever, and one of the women sued in, for sexual assault. And it was one of the women who was kind of like all over him. And she didn't get chose. I think she stayed so close to the end. She was an attractive girl. But when the story initially came out, I was like, yeah, right. And I'm not thinking, yeah, right, because I think he's above assaulting her. And it makes me kind of feel bad that I was so quick to say, because I don't know the details and I don't know what was alleged. But it, I didn't see that she filed a criminal complaint. It was that she went after him civilly, which is what made me question it. That and the fact that she was like all over him, like she was one of the women who was, you know, um, very uh, flirty with him and, you know, very touchy feely with him. So that's what made me question it, the sincerity of her claim. And I, like I said, I don't know the details, but I also found it interesting that she immediately filed uh, a civil suit. I think I think it might have been against him and Viacom, which he just recently lost. But I think when I read um, when I looked read uh, up on it, uh, the initial judgment was issued to her because he missed the court date. I think he was like touring in Germany or something and he alleged that he missed the court or that he forgot about it, which clearly he just wasn't taking it serious enough. And I think they awarded her like $7 million. Yeah, you're right. It was $7 million. Um, I don't know, but I've heard uh, a couple things about the game, um, including getting a teenage girl in another country pregnant. That's another that story. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, I heard that too. But, you know, so I, um, like regarding the topic, I do think that attractive men or men who are well off can get away with more they can display toxic behavior and you know them not not be called out for it um you know so i do think that that that, that that's possible so you made me think about that when you talked about the fact that you immediately thought that it was the unattractive guy you know who because I've seen fine men be like, watch this you know and they'll do some foul mess you know what i mean yeah like i've seen it happen so why do you think women are attracted to uh, bad men? I think 
that um, I, I, what I think it is, is I think it's the display of bravado. I think that it's their confidence. It is their strength. It's the way in which they um, dominate a room. I think that it, it's um, more, I think that it could be their looks too, but I think that it's more of the personality that they are attracted to. You know what I mean? Like, who doesn't want a sexy, confident man who is like a leader within his own right and who is assertive? And you know what I mean? Like, no woman wants a man that is not displaying masculinity or a pushover or a punk. Like, that's not attractive to a woman. Like, I think innately we are not attracted to that. That's just like some weak mess. And, and it's the same with animals in the jungle. If you watch like the animal kingdom and things of that nature, like the um, female animal species and a lot of um, different mammals, they are attracted to the dominant animal. And we are too. Well, I kind of looked at it like I looked at it from two ways. Right. And so I kind of figured that a lot of women a lot of women aren't generally checked. You know what I mean? Like um, I've been in relationships where I've had men afraid to check me, you know? Um, and people say you're not supposed to play games. You're not supposed to do da 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 da. You're not supposed to test your mate. And you, you do these things uh, maybe subconsciously, but you do them. And so you have men who won't say no to certain things. You have men who won't... Um, like if you talk crazy to him, he won't tell you not to be disrespectful. And I kind of feel like uh, a certain type of toxic man will is not afraid to check a woman at the line. You know what I'm saying? Like That's if you got true. out of the line, he'll check That's your true. ass. Yep. And then I thought about this. I thought that, you know, some women have, uh, have kind of been down in the dumps on themselves. So there's a certain type of man that they don't really feel like they deserve. And I kind of feel that's a good one. <laughs> I kind of feel like you know, the, I think the more toxic a man is, there's a certain type of control. Generally, the woman is probably smarter than the toxic man in a certain sense. It's just my opinion. My opinion. And when a man is toxic, and if he's that toxic, a lot of them seem to lack in certain areas when they're that type of toxic. So I feel like a woman doesn't feel like she deserves any better. And so when they get those type, they can be manipulated more so in a sense. I don't know. I was thinking Now, you that. know what? You hit on something. So I think that part of it, yes, yeah, some women do have self-esteem issues and it might be that she doesn't feel that she's deserving. So even though he may check her, she know that in the end, he may not have a lot of alternatives. Where is he going to go back to mama's basement? You know what I mean? Type of thing. So I think yes. that you are on to something with that. And I think that that may be the motivation for some women. So that's a good point. Um, just as I do believe that, you know, some women just like, for okay, so for example, for, regarding me, I, I thrive in structured environments. Like I do not like chaos. I do not like uncontrolled environments. Like so having a man to be like, look, this is what it is. This is what it ain't. Um, that works best for me. Like I couldn't be with a man who is not leading in any way. Like that just would not work for me. Like, I, I, I mean, it just, I know that I would not, um, that wouldn't work for me. Like I, I literally 
prosper when I'm in just controlled environments, meaning, uh, I'm not controlled environments, but structured environments, meaning, you know, um, there's a system in place of some sort, you know what I mean? Um, that that's what works for me. So like, I couldn't be with a man who just is not leading and, you know, everything is being left to chance and that wouldn't work for me. Yeah, that, that's really true. That's really true. I just thought it was real interesting. Um, and a lot of men, I noticed that a lot of men kind of get mad that women prefer these types. And, you know, one, and I, you know, I asked men, okay, why do you think a woman would prefer a thug, a thug over you, over a hardworking man, a man who's got his shit together? Why would you actually think right. a woman would prefer um, somebody that's crazy and wild and whatever over you? And what do you think about that? Um, wait, okay. So before I answer, let me ask a question. I'm sorry. I just need some clarity. So do you think that the men that are saying this lack, like have no masculinity at all, or they're lacking in masculinity, or maybe their masculinity just isn't displayed outwardly as much as it is with some of these um, other men? <laughs> I, I think um, all men have a, a degree of masculinity, just like all women have a degree of femininity, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe it's not expressed in the same way um, right. that another type of man will display his. And, you know, it's kind of like a, a, like I've heard nerds uh, kind of say, okay, well, women prefer these type of men. That's all they want. That's all they want. And then, you know, I went to college. And so when I was in college, I noticed that women actually preferred guys who were uh, really well educated, had some status to them was kind of like a manly man. I noticed that those guys seem to have gotten all the, you know, all the butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, it just kind of makes me think, like, do women really prefer this? Or are these guys just tripping? You know? Well, um, I, from in my experience, I think that um, the most of the women that I know do prefer a man who is outwardly masculine. Um, I think that they prefer a man who's not afraid to get his hands dirty. Like they prefer a man that if I get a flat tire, you can change it that, you know, we're not going to be stranded somewhere. But I think that that's a part of the culture too. I think that, you know, we've been kind of conditioned, not conditioned, but like it's been passed down that you get a man that you can depend on a man that is not going to be afraid to, um, defend you, you know what I mean? Versus um, the agenda being pushed that we need to f find a man that can financially provide for us because most black women are taught that you should be able to be in a position to where you can take care of yourself because you can't depend on a man financially. However, a man should be able to, um, you know, should be able to protect you and should be able to, you know, do these things that are, are, are overt but we're not, um, they, there's not enough focus on, you know, finding a man that can provide for you financially or finding a man that can do both. Like, you know, why can't we have it both ways, you know? It shouldn't have to be an either or situation. But I think that from my experience, most of the women I know, they, um, you, you, you know, you, they prefer men that 
appear to be masculine outwardly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Okay. Well, do you want to open up the panel and um Yeah, we can open it up. Absolutely. Okay. And you know, to me, I think that like the topic um a lot of what I see is, like you said, most, uh, I don't, you know, most men save for maybe men that are not straight um, have, you know, masculinity. And even those men have some masculinity. But um, so I think that really and truly there are varying degrees or maybe it's expressed in different ways. Um, mm -hmm. So and I, but I think that essentially what we're talking about is like, um you know, men who display their masculinity outwardly versus those who um, maybe don't. And um, I think that that's, you know, what we're talking about. But I also do believe, too, and I've said this before, uh, that um, there's a such thing as pseudo masculinity. And I think that a lot of black women have a hard time identifying true masculinity um, you know, we think that masculinity is that image of the thug, you know, like, you know, you got to be walking with swag and you know what I mean? Like you got to be wild and, you know, just uh, crazy, you know? So I think that a lot of women don't really know how to identify um, masculinity. Hey, Melba, what's going on, Chica? Everything's copacetic, ladies. Okay. Hola. Hola. What you, you think about the topic? Hey, it's a it's a curse amongst some of us that we think having any man is better than having no man. You know, we sing these Aretha Franklin songs from the seventies in our minds. Uh, we've been hypnotized with that. Um, I ain't never loved a man the way that I love you, and and it's as if. You know, I, I blame these 70 songs, to be honest with you. They uh, remember that song, Young Heart, Run Free, Never Get Hung Up Like My Man and Me. But she was still there. <laughs> she wasn't she, she talking about leaving his ass, even though she knew he wasn't no damn good. And I just, uh, I want to emphasize that the freedoms and liberties that we have been blessed to encounter as women in this country aren't to be squandered. I don't give a good left shoe what anybody tries to convince amongst us all. Oh, she's a feminist. She's claiming she don't need a man. No, it's not that I don't need a man. I just don't need it. I just don't need your version of what you would try to do to oppress my liberty. We have a. Why do you think liberty? Why do you think it was granted to us? Because it is a need in a in order for us to thrive and flourish individually. And when we come together individually, strong, the man and the woman, we flourish even more. But no, some of these ego maniacs can't see it that way. They just refuse to do it. Uh, ego above, you know how they say money over everything? In some of these yeah. men's mind, it's like ego every, over everything. They just can't see the forest for the trees. It's like, do you realize that you're stomping on something that is beneficial for your life? You know, it, it, how many brothers have grown past 50 
and their health is diminishing and they think to themselves, wow, it sure would be nice to have a quote unquote good woman around to take care of me. After they did all the crazy stuff, you know, and, but then, and they just- Let me ask you this, cause I, I actually had this discussion a few weeks back where um, someone was talking about how women are outliving the men, but they're saying that these women are living happier lives. I don't know if I can get to about 70 and not have a man and be, well, I'm not going to say, I don't know. I don't know. I would just kind of feel like shit to get to 70, 70 years old and not have anybody unless, you know, my husband ended up, uh, in, unless I ended up being a widow, widow I wouldn't want to get to a certain age and not have anybody. You know what I'm saying? But then it's just me. That's I just do me. know. I, I, I can, I can relate to that. It is intimidating. It's an intimidating concept. And yeah. And uh, what I will say is this. There is nothing wrong with one desire. Never forget, it's a desire. It's not a necessity. It's a desire. There's a difference. That's all I'm saying. And And it's not as if you know, because because that's a valid point that you just made. It's, it's like, are you trying to tell me that I'm supposed to just be content to determine that most of the men that I've ever been attracted to in my life, quote unquote, the ones described in your channel, just because I know from my own constitution of existence, I tend to be attracted to those types of guys like a roughneck thug or whatever, like it, you know, like it's never faltered. I've always been attracted to those types of guys. I know those types of guys aren't going to produce um, flourishment in my life. Therefore, I got to drop out the game. No, you don't have to drop out the game. You don't. It's just a matter of readjusting readjusting. But what's most important is understanding who you're attracted to and why. And until you figure yeah, that out, and it, there. when you figure that out and admit it to yourself, that will open the gate to readjust. That's all it takes. Just readjust. You can have whatever you want. This is America. You can have whatever you want. Okay. That's really true. That's a really good point. Um, I actually had thought about, uh, you know, like why you attract certain people. And, you know, I told the st story the last time, so I'm not going to keep telling it. But um, at one point I kept attracting like the same types of guys. And my mother was the first person to point it out. And she's like, well, you know, and it really had it's really started with me. And and then, you know, if y'all know anything about the laws of attraction, when you start to turn down shit you don't want, you will attract things that you do want. And that's definitely with people and men. So welcome back, Concrete. Yeah, baby. I was wondering where you went to. <laughs> Lady, we can't hear you. Okay. Okay. Am I cool now? Uh, concrete no, no, you're fine. We can't hear Concrete. Oh, concrete. well... Um, she'll come back. It'll it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Hey, Black Brain, uh, the Black Brain Trust, they said they're going to do a video response. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. But yeah, Mella, um, I think the laws of attraction really do have a lot to do with that. Um, let me ask you this. Have you ever been uh, attracted to folks or toxic men? Yes. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Why? For some reason, those brothers that get fresh out of jail, they are oh very, <laughs> they are, they, not only are they very well built in their physique, but I, I guess, I guess they get, I guess they have these courses of training as to how to be persuasive or something. It's something about a conversation that is so I mean, you know, is is BS, right? Like right. your 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 logic is like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You being a little too complimentary right now. At the same time, it just it's soothing, you know. And these brothers that are quote unquote thugs, I think they're pulling each other to the side to teach one another how to be persuasive and soothing. That's what I think because they. They and that's what makes them so appealing. It's like, and don't let them have good teeth and and, and look well groomed. Man, you got to beat yourself up to get away from it. Like you, you have to be like, okay, uh, thanks for the um, enticement, but I'm 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 leaving now. <laughs> you, know yeah. you know, you know what they're, else they're missing? They, they're enticing. Think about the, the smoothness. You know, it's the smoothness. You know, I'm not talking about they grab, walk up to you and grab your neck. And hello, yes. what? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't know what's going on. I can hear um, you. Was, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Um, I was saying, you know, what else we're missing though is the fact that um. A lot of. Child, I don't men know what's going on. Oh, oh, there you go. Men. Can you hear me? Yeah, honey, you fading Hello. in and out a little bit. And okay. I know you dropping jewels. And I know you dropping some jewels. Come on. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. I'm driving, so that's probably why. I was just saying the brothers who are um, lack masculinity are socially awkward as well. We're missing that piece. Yeah, that does bring about a good point. That does bring about a really, really good point because I do know that um, I do know some men like that are nerds that were still women, but they definitely weren't socially awkward. So I definitely think that 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 is a big factor in it. I, I absolutely agree with that. But what's wrong? I dare ask this. What's what's the problem with a socially awkward man? I mean, well, number one, they're not going to approach. All right. Number two, um, can you imagine you having all this conversation and this dude hitting you with the one or one word answers, and you sitting there thinking like, "Damn, he's not really interested in my conversation, but he's just nervous right. as hell." <laughs> I don't think a man 
someone who's socially awkward, I question his ability to lead me. If you're not even confident enough to approach and or have a conversation, what are you going to do when it comes to you being able to protect me? What are you going to do when you have to make a hard decision in order to lead our family? Like, I don't, I don't know about that. I'm an advocate for the good guy. And I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. The, the, the so-called thug that demonstrates that he would be a quote unquote warrior in, in, in life, he's oftentimes the not unreliable. And that's the difference. The guy that we're labeling uh, socially awkward, he has his own individual sets of skills, talents, and abilities, uh, oftentimes includes reliability. And, and, and that is a very important factor uh, you know, for going forward, if you want a family, if you want a stable family, yeah, now I'll, like I'll say we're saying the good guy is um, socially awkward. Like a good guy can be confident. My man is a gr like he's a like a good guy. He would be deemed somewhat of a nerd in some aspects, but he is extremely confident. Like he is confident. He's all man. So I don't think all, like I think that you know there's a percentage or a certain segment of the good men who are like socially awkward, but they don't, that doesn't have to be synonymous. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I can second that much. I can second I that. agree. I agree. There, there are those gems. Yes, I agree. But I think that, you know, like, uh, like there are women, with, I think social awkwardness to me, I, I look at that, like that's a trait that you have to work to overcome um, in order to display your leadership abilities, because most women want to be led. And some are confused by a man who, you know, um, they're confused by the pseudo masculinity and thinking that this person can lead me and or they do, like Danny said, pick a man who can't lead them because of their self-esteem. But I think that just like a purse, a woman should um, work on her poor attitude a man who is, or any person who's socially awkward, um, you know, as a man, you need to work to overcome that because it could impact your ability to lead. And, or if it doesn't, it, it, it um, a lot of people won't be able to, a lot of women won't be able to overcome that. And, and um, because they don't believe that you would be able to lead. Is there a difference between a socially awkward man versus a mama's boy? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a mama's boy is just going to put his mama above you and everybody else. But um, him being socially awkward, um, he he's, doesn't know how to dress, doesn't know how to carry himself in certain situations, um, is nervous, in my opinion. What do y'all think about that? Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, they, I think... Yeah, I think, they run neck and neck sometimes. Okay, so was that, oh, was that like just a rhetorical question? You're saying like, what's the difference if you got a socially awkward man or if you got a man that's um, a mama's boy? No, it was not a rhetorical question. Oh, okay, okay. Question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think that uh, absolutely there is a difference. Um, I don't know. I think that I would probably, pre you know, prefer... Um, someone socially awkward to a mama's boy personally but um, I think that there is an obvious you know there are several differences between the two but you know when you're socially awkward I'm a big communicator like I don't like how are we I don't know I just can't imagine how I would be able to work through that 
Well, I, my thought is a socially awkward person versus the mama boy scenario. <sighs> the socially awkward person is uh, a lot of work. You know, it's, it's just, it's a lot of work. Uh, you know, because they're, they are going to answer your, they are going to respond with one word answers to questions. They are going to be dressing in a way that would embarrass you at, you know, gatherings. They, they're going to do that. But a mama's boy is codependent. So I prefer the socially awkward person as mm -hmm. opposed to the mama's boy because I don't want a man that's codependent. Right. I don't I don't want that. Yeah. And I think that like to I think that there is some hope for like socially awkward men and people. That's something that I think you could um you know consciously work to overcome. You may have to get some therapy and you might have to you know what I mean? Like I, for example, like I don't mind a man who is um you know, not who who's like observant, but not very talkative, just like kind of a silent type, but you know, they're, they're still uh, able to communicate. So even if the person is socially awkward, that doesn't mean that I expect him to become as talkative as I am or as communicative as I am and communicate in the same ways that I do. Um, just as long as I feel as though you can protect me. Security is extremely important for women. So I have to feel secure with you. And then also, you know, you can and you're willing to communicate with me um, should we, you know, have problems that we need to work through. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The social awkward guy, you can just say, let me upgrade you. But the mama's boy, you can't do nothing with that. Right. <laughs> Y'all can be married. He gonna always compare everything you do to mama and you know he'll be skipping out on dinners for you. Well, my mama cooked my favorite meal. I can't no. That's I can't do to me. No, you're not gonna boy. be able to compete with the mom. Exactly. You're not gonna be able to compete. And a mama's boy lacks masculinity. Like and, and there are some street dudes who are mama's boys. You lack masculinity. You can't get off the tent. Mm, that's true. That's real true. Yep. Have you ever dated a thug before, um, Concord? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me a question. It was yes or no. <laughs> yes, I have. I'm gonna <laughs> say. I'm gonna say I've that also dated a mama's boy. I'm gonna say <sighs> I was very blessed to avoid the advances of a thug uh, in my high school years. And then my first husband was a mama's boy. So that's why he was, you know, he's in the past. And, um, you know, it's it's interesting to have experienced the different dynamics of uh, male existence and relationships. It's very interesting. Oh, you know, absolutely. The thug, the thug was exciting, but mm -hmm. due to my upbringing, I knew better than mm. to... Um, and I was, you know, we're talking high school, right? So I, I knew better than to actually, quote unquote, fall for it. But I know, nonetheless, I still know that man's name. Okay. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's, that's how I think. I think you, you know, <laughs> that, mom, that, that man right there. Okay. 
See, and we talked about Kwame. way back in high school. <laughs> yeah, and I was really young too. But well, I'm one of those people who I believe, like you know, you can't, you live and you learn. Like I, I, I dated a thug. I, I know people who have dated, you know, a thug or dated thugs in their past or whatever. But like I'm, I'm one of those people who I just believe that you know you live and you know you learn. Like I was young, it was exciting to me. It was, you know, exactly. He had you doing drive-bys and shit. No, he, he, didn't, have, he didn't have me doing drive-bys. You still so me. Yeah, no, listen, let me tell you, he had me on the block and they was like, where's she from? She is not from around here. And I was like, you're not lying. They like, she didn't even sound like, girl, he had me on the right? block. Buying me Jordans, and I'm like, you know, I know right? I'm like, if my mama could see me or my dad, like they would have a heart attack. But yeah, I was so out of place. I just, yeah, I was out of place. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! But, oh. but it was a thrill, baby. It was a thrill. It was like, it was. wow, I, I can't believe I'm in this environment. <laughs> it was a thrill. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? In hindsight, if I had the um, intellect and knowledge that I do and the um, experience that I do not, like, I definitely would not do the same thing over. But, you know, it was what it was. You know, it was fun for the moment. But I think about, like, how silly that was and how anything could have happened. You got me in the hood on the block and you know what I mean? Like how dumb it was. But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Y'all over there with y'all matching J's on and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. You already know. Because I think we went to um like Six Flags. So, you know, we had to have on the matching shoes and stuff. So. Yeah, child. Mm-hmm. I swore I was flossing. <laughs> Listen, I am telling you, like, I used to push his Chevy and I'm like... <laughs> You couldn't tell me. Wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you. Let me ask you the the, the defining question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did he have like these big speakers that rattled in the truck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you already know he did, and it was painted pearl white. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. He had an IROC Z. <laughs> baby blue. So oh baby God. blue, I Z. I don't know where he got it from because his parents weren't that damn well off. But he had I Z. And See, you know, enough people are honest on um on the on. Damn concrete, <laughs> you fell out again, girl. <laughs> Shame oh. you for things that you volunteer. Oh, but they've dated some big booty Brenda's, and if they haven't, they they've tried it and probably got shot down. If they would have had the chance, they weren't so socially awkward. They certainly would have dated them. You think guys would have dated big yeah big booty Brenda if they had the chance? Men are conquerors. Of course, they would have. Hmm. That's all. They're they're built to conquer, and if they even Hello? if they didn't take. Yes. Can you hear us? Can I go back out? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear I can you hear you. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I was uh, ordering my food. But yes, um, they, they've all been there too. Like, and there's, you know, like living your truth. Ain't no reason in, for you to be ashamed of what you've done. Praise God, child. Praise God. Yeah. Um. Now, personally, I would, I can't really say that I've dated thugs. Now, I've dated guys who were hella promiscuous. I, I, I used to like hoes, child. Um, so I, I 
they wouldn't necessarily be I'm thugs. still here. I was picking my food up. Danny is probably busy, but um, this has definitely been some interesting conversation. Like, um, it, you know, it really has. I think um, Can you I hear it? to the fact that, you know, I've dated a thug, but I... No, she can't hear us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were talking, Danny. Let me go out and come back in. I don't know why it keeps doing this. Give me a second. But yeah, um, I was saying that I never really dated th- thugs. Never really were my thing. But guys who had a lot of women, oh my god, you can oh they were the best shits in sliced bread, chat. And what about you, Mello? There's nothing more exquisite than a good tongue lashing. What are you talking about? I'm uh, hey hey okay. I, I in my first marriage had that man not introduced me to what he gave to me, I would not have been gifted with that um, uh, enlightenment. And I know I'm talking around. I could I could get deep. I could I could go ahead and say it straightforward. I'm. It, this is my attempt. For those to exercise their, you know, their skills and interpretation without me actually just being ghetto with it. Okay. So you basically saying that the man performed good or no, no, I'm saying my first husband, I, I got married as a virgin, right? And my first husband exercised something that I never had thought existed. Right. And I cried about it. <laughs> you know, he was really he he never believed I was a virgin. You know, he thought I was one of these like we're not getting married. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, I'm not giving you none until we get married type of thing. That's what he was under the impression of. He thought I was playing. And then, you know, our wedding night, he experienced in many facets that I was a virgin and he was uh, taken aback and I guess shamed like, damn, you was actually telling the truth. But what I will say is this, had he not had the experiences of being a hope, okay? Had he not had, cause he had been around, he was a military service member and he had been around with white girls, black girls, tan girls, purple girls, whatever you want to call it. He had been around to where he knew what he was doing sexually. And when I experienced that, there, there, I mean, what else can you say? There's nothing else like a man that knows what he's doing. There's nothing like that. Nothing. Mm, And I'm sure, I'm sure it's vice versa, you know, like a man who experiences a woman that throws something on him that he had no concept existed for his pleasure. You know, he, he, he sprung, you know, he sprung. So, you know, and some fastest, I can appreciate a male hoe, you know, like as long as he has <laughs> like, as long, no, as long as, as, long he, as, as he long, stay over there. No, no, I'm saying like, you know, in terms of where he's like, I'm tired of being a hoe. I want a wife. 
and I'm going, you know, put away my past deeds, just dedicate oh, myself oh. to attending to my wife. Uh, and I ain't and, gonna trust it. And like, I'm gonna I'm gonna exercise I'm gonna exercise all my Rehab. male whole history. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna exercise all my male whole history on my wife. You know, you know the difference. You know the difference between a man that has had some male whole history. Okay, that's all I'm saying. You know the difference between a man that has had some male whole history. Okay, he ain't he ain't doing he ain't doing it right because. He's socially awkward. He's doing it right because he's been around. That's all I'm saying. He needs and I appreciate that shit. <laughs> but do you think, I, I, you know what? That's interesting. I wouldn't expect a man who's socially awkward to be good in bed. Like I just think that like you have a, <laughs> oh gosh you're gonna get a shutdown no! oh my god now that is a whole that. Are socially awkward men good in bed? That's a very good topic. Right. Not all, but you know Well, their, their awkward asses have never asked them much. <laughs> but they might, they might master the art of pleasing women because of the fact that, you know, they want you to stay around. So maybe they will try to go to great lengths. I don't know. I just wonder. Google is their friend. They probably looked it up. Google yep. is their friend. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Well, and or maybe they have like sex dolls, so they've learned the female anatomy. Oh my god! <laughs> no. Oh no. my god! <laughs> no, male. Oh my god! Like Google is their friend. <laughs> You know they're gonna stop calling us male identified. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I just think that um, you know, I, I, I just wonder, like, you know, I, like if they really and truly are. I, I think I personally I think that if a man is good in bed, that he's going to be confident. I think that you have a certain type of confidence and swagger about yourself. Uh, you know, the men that I know yes. who have been good in bed, yes. they carry themselves with a certain level of confidence. Yes. Like this person here, you know. Child, don't you say it. Yes. <laughs> don't you yeah, say it. got me tripped out. <laughs> so I um, just question it. Um, It could just be that they don't really know how to talk to women, but they can have they, other things. They got to talk. They ain't gotta talk if they know what they're doing. They gotta talk. I'm straight. Okay. You ain't got you ain't gotta say nothing, baby. Just get with it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't freaking deal with y'all today. Hey Roger Report, how you doing? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? Good. Welcome awesome. to the show. <laughs> uh y'all sound crazy to me right now. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Um, uh oh. No, I'm 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 happy to tell you because at the end of the day, women can talk about these socially awkward males, but but they barely exist. You know what I'm saying? Me, me and another brother talked about this on another show where when Mella was on. It was estimated that your socially awkward black male may be about zero point five percent of of the population. Where do we go down the street? Where no no? Oh my god! They all on YouTube. Hold on, hold on. Oh, we done popped on at the same time, huh? 
Where's going on, ladies? Hey, Don. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Where do we go down the street and run into a bunch of socially awkward black people? On YouTube. They're they're all over around here. saying you don't. What you just said is you don't. I said, where do we go and find these socially awkward black people? You name the internet, which means you don't come uh, across. No, that's not true. Uh, okay, I was saying. If you don't come across the people, just give me the answer to the question. I'm not you trying can't to. You can by looking at somebody that they're socially awkward. I don't know every not, person I've yes, socially awkward. awkward. If you're going to see it if they're socially awkward because they're, they're unusual. No, you gotta have try to have a conversation or some interaction with them before you can tell that. How long does it take you to figure out a guy's dumb when you talk to him? <laughs> Not very long. However, you said when you're walking down the street. I'm going okay, past people when I'm walking down the street. I'm not having an interaction with them. I walk down the street and see, and I know they hoes. Oh, wow. How? 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 <laughs> don't, judge, don't judge a book by its cover. Listen, you, man. You don't want to use the that God gave you. You can do that. I'm going to use what he gave me. Oh, Lord. Here you go. Now, it's, not, it's not a here you go. I don't. I'm not gonna go out here and purposely be stupid to make other people comfortable. That's not the God didn't put me here for that. No, I don't have to be stupid to make other people. No, no, I'm not. Being, I'm not being facetious at all because I'm. I'm saying that based on that statement because I know you what you didn't mean nothing bad, but I'm just saying for audience sake, for real. Like God gave me the ability to look at stuff and figure stuff out and and come to and to do deductions and and reason. I'm not gonna pretend that you're something other than what I see you as just to make other people feel comfortable. Because people telling me not to judge a book by the cover, think about it, think about what that statement really saying. It's really telling me to not look at what you see and don't make a judgment on what you see because you're too stupid to make a correct judgment. That's okay, really so let me saying. let me ask you this. Are you going strictly off of the way the attire that a person has on based on if they're whores? And if so, what am I supposed to judge if someone's socially awkward if they have a pocket protector? No, you 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 go off the entirety of information you have available to you at the time. Yeah, well, we're talking about walking down the street though. And there's women I see that are hoes just while I'm walking down the street. How can I judge that someone is socially awkward while we're walking down the street? Okay. Stick out to you. Okay, okay. Well, to me, like a socially awkward man, I'm not gonna necessarily say he's dirty or anything, but um let's just say he's wearing uh something that's very, very out of stylish, but he has no Oh, most people do have a, a certain thing about themselves. Most people do. Um, to me, person probably wouldn't have any to him. I don't know. I, I can pick them out, though. I, I think I can pick them out in a certain sense. Well, well, I'm saying if a person is socially awkward, which means you're unusual to everyone else in the general vicinity, he's going to stick out like a sore thumb. And if you're not coming across just That's by walking out of street, necessarily true, though. No, like, no, I the thing is, you may be trying to. People and they look like me and you. This is what I'm saying. The average woman is trying to put a tag on a person that don't exist. If there are a bunch of social people, they're going to be out there. I'm, I'm not going to be able to just walk around the world and not really see them. But, they can't but Roger, hide. But, but Roger. Roger, I actually feel like um, you're saying that so socially awkward men don't exist. I absolutely. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, 
I'm you not saying there, that was good. Okay, you said there was a very small percentage, right? Yeah, there is. I I, 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 I went to high school with one. You went to high school with one. With I went one, to high school with a lot of them. Oh, get out of here. He said with one. Roger. Yes, yes, I did. I went to high school. Matter of fact, excuse me. I went to high school with two. Okay, one, let me ask yeah. you a question. Let me, let me ask you a question. Do you think what men would consider socially awkward would be the same things that women consider socially awkward since they say that women set the standards of what select and non select? What do you think? No, no, socially awkward is socially awkward, period. Now, if you want to say there's something outside of socially awkward, which is what I personally believe women are just trying to put a bunch of stuff into socially awkward because they don't want to stick to a definition. And there it is. There is a definition of words. There is a definition of words. And when you start trying to fit everything Roger. into something that doesn't mean something else, you're basically lying uh -huh. at that point. Roger, thanks for accusing us of lying. What I would like to I didn't inquire. accuse you of anything. I said what uh, women uh, do. You just said we lying, bro. No, I know. What I said was if you try to fit something into something that <laughs> it doesn't not, mean, you, you are you being lying. What I said was if you try to fit something into a category that it does not fit in, that makes you a liar. Okay. You okay. Okay. So would you would you say I, I, that let me let me ask I'm you? So this glad, then, I'm so glad I respect you. And brother Donnie, I'm so glad, but I would have not, but because that would that would you know cancel out you know my previous. I'm so glad I respect you both. What I will inquire: <laughs> Are you showing up? And please excuse the tone of my voice. Are you showing up for a defense mechanism tactic? Or cognitive dissonance. No, I'm showing up to speak the truth about what I'm hearing. At the end of the day, if you're going to say someone's social so answer, you, know the, you, you can't you even point them out. You, you know those definitions, right? You know the definition what, what? of cognitive dissonance. You know the what? definitions, right? Mella, I understand exactly what you're saying, but the same way I see pretty hoes, I see ugly hoes too. I can tell the difference. I see women that are not hoes. If something is totally different, it sticks out. But you have an unreasonable you you are taking a position of unreasonable disagreement no, amongst no, 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 us no, women. No, no I am saying, not. Well, Roger, I'm you're you're trying to tell us you what you're what, what it seems like. Okay, I can no, tell us we wrong. No, no, well, I well, asked, did you see them, and nobody said they did. That's no, what that's I, not that's correct. correct. That's not that's not correct. What you I asked, said when y'all walked down the street, did you see any? And nobody sir, could say yes, sir. You said when you're walking down the street, can you see a socially awkward man? My co-host said that she wouldn't be able to tell a socially awkward man just by walking down the street. She didn't say she couldn't identify a socially awkward man if she talked to him. She her didn't say that. Was, her response was they're that, on the internet. She did say that they were on the internet, but okay, when I, so okay. Well, she can say they're on the internet. What I'm saying to you is, I can tell a socially awkward man when I run across one. What can you and tell I'm not me? Saying that, I'm not saying you can't, but when I ask a question of, can you see them? And your response is something other than, yes, no, I can. Then I can see you're them. Basically 
this is what I'm saying. When a person responds saying something other than, then yes, I can, that means, that tells me they're trying to hide the fact that they don't. You don't, I didn't ask about the internet. I asked, did you see him when you walked down the street? That's a simple yes or no question. It's, it's not an argumentative still, okay, point. So it's not she, saying anything. It's just a simple question. Okay, so let's say she does see them. Then what? She may not see him walking down the street, but she might work with them. She may have went to school with them. She might interact with them in other places. Then what was okay. the argument? The, the, no, but this, but this is why I said that came from, I said that I, I believe there's about 0.5% of them in the black community. You said 0.5. That's, that's what I, that's what my perception. And if you say my perception is wrong. I'm not, my, I can't I tell you about your perception. No, no, no. This is what I'm saying though. If my, it, was, it was inserted that somehow my perception is wrong. So I simply say, well, do you see him walking down the street? Because if you're going to tell me I'm wrong or imply that I'm wrong, I simply want new information that will show that I am wrong. Well, you're implying that we're wrong and you haven't given us any new information. No, no, I, wa I wasn't implying that you're wrong. I said what my perception is is 0.5%. When, when, when you implied that it was not, I simply asked, do you see them walking down the street? And nobody oh. said yes. Until oh, they my oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you? Is that not what happened? I've worked with socially awkward men. They look like Listen. any other black man. Like I can't just I, tell I think, walking down. They don't have a, 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 a they don't have a SA on their back or you know, like it's you can't tell by them walking down the street. I th I think the conversation went to a whole different angle and got real divisive real quick. <laughs> I, I let, let, let's dial it back a lot. Okay, yeah, let's, let's get back let's on dial it back. You're right. Let's get so, back earlier when I was listening, I, I and I do have a question. I, if I'm not mistaken, one of y'all said that uh, uh, it has something to do with uh, somebody being a mama's boy or or uh, um, not having a father around and them being socially awkward. Was, was that correct? No. Um, Mella asked, would you, I think she asked, uh, are socially awkward men and mama's boys the same or something like that? Right, Mella? Uh, huh. So I haven't, I've never, this sounds crazy, I've never come across, at least not knowing to come across a mom's boy. So I, I've never interacted with somebody who's like, yeah, that's my homeboy, that's my mom's boy. So I don't really know much about them dudes other than that they've got some problems on their own mentally. But uh, socially awkward dudes. Manifests itself in a way in which men can um, see it really obviously in their grown homeboys. I don't know. Okay. Well, Basically, Donnie, Basically, it's about whether or not a woman is willing to settle for less than she deserves. Basically. Hey, I'm going to let me just interject this real quick. I'm going to mute your mics if you're not talking. So I'm not muting your mics if you're talking and you're you're making a point or anything. It's just if you're not talking, I'm just muting y'all up. OK, OK. Thanks. So so nobody should. Should settle. You always should have value in yourself. Now, should you have an appropriate value in yourself? Yeah, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. You should. But my main point was socially awkward dudes or people in general or just people who just haven't had enough experience in a certain area. You know, I was a social, socially awkward dude talking to women way back when, and my cousin told me, you got to go pull the trigger, talk to a whole bunch of women. And then at that point, we will become... Um, 
a master of the craft. Donnie, can you speak up just a little bit? Because you sound like you're trying to whisper to us and shit. And you know, we old. Well, I'm old and I can't hear that. Sorry, I'm trying my Bluetooth. It didn't work out. Can you hear me better? Yeah, that's much better. All right. right. So what I was saying earlier, basically, when you have these conversations with people um, about, or when you have socially awkward people, these are people who just don't have a lot of experience out here talking to women, right? So, you know, once upon a time, I was socially awkward. I had a conversation with my cousin on how to get better talking to women, and he made me go out and go talk to women. And that's the only way you get better at doing things. So now I'm a master of the art of communication when it comes to talking to women because I've pulled the trigger so many times on having these uh, conversations with women. I go up, start a conversation with her at the bar, at the, the restaurant, at the library, wherever it is, that gets rid of your awkwardness. A lot of these awkward dudes are just people who just haven't had the ability to go up and talk to somebody because of fear or whatever other reason. Yeah, and we said that. We said it's something you can overcome. We're not ignoring that and we're you know ignoring that fact. We bo- we both said, you know, it's something you can overcome. In the interest of the archives, can you give us an example of your play-by-play tactics? No. <laughs> oh, you had okay. I got a, I got a question. I got a question. What are y'all classifying as a socially awkward guy? What is the classification? To me, a socially awkward man wouldn't really know how to talk to people, um, doesn't know how to move in situations, doesn't have a social IQ, so to speak. And so if he's in situations where everybody's talking, he's probably going to be standing off in a corner. He would probably give one word answers. He's not really going to give you a whole lot of feedback. He He doesn't really seem sure himself. He gets anxiety. Um, he's scared. Scared. Okay, so since they don't know what they're doing, and they are afraid, or they how often do y'all actually? Can you guys since, hear me? Since y'all are women, hey Leo how Anthony, how you doing? Can you hear me, uh, Sister George? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, Sister oh. George, uh, uh, the Roger report was trying to finish up his well, I'm Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> Now, I, my question was nice. simply that my question was simply that since y'all are women, you know, because c- guys more than likely gonna approach y'all than y'all gonna approach men. How often do y'all run across these socially awkward men that y'all see? How often does that even happen? Well, the Roger report. The thing is this: socially awkward men aren't generally going to approach us, and most women, most of my friends and the women that I know, we don't approach men. So it's not something that we're going to experience daily because they're too afraid to approach. So one thing like one thing that um, might tell you that you're in the company of a socially awkward guy is um, he's, you know, constantly like staring at you or making eye contact. But he seems too afraid to approach. I mean, like eyeing you everywhere you go in the room, he's eyeing you, but he doesn't have the confidence to approach. However, it's not something we're going to experience every day because they're not approaching unless you're being observant to your surroundings. Well, let me tell you what that can be oftentimes. Let me tell you what that can be oftentimes. Maybe I like what you look like, but I'm not available to talk to you. That doesn't mean because my girl ain't in the room, I'm going to stop looking, though. I might look at you because I just enjoy looking at you. For this evening that we in, whatever this particular situation is, but I got somebody, so I'm not gonna cheat on her. That's not hollering at you. It could just be that the guy could just be taken. Hmm. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but the Roger report. I'm sorry, I have a quick question, and it's an aside. It has nothing to do with anything. But are you from Chicago? Absolutely. Uh, I can tell. 
Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, let's welcome Leo Anthony to uh, the conversation. Dang. Hey, Leo, how you doing? <laughs> No, I was saying from his his um he has an accent. Not <laughs> that wasn't a shot at all. Well, I already knew what you meant because you ain't oh, the first okay, person okay. to say it to me. Okay. They just didn't get it, but I knew what you meant. Oh, what's can y'all guys hear me? What's up, Leo? How you doing? I feel like you guys are talking about um like me in my high school years. I was like. Um, exactly what Concrete Rose was describing. Um, I was like very shy. I was nerdy. Um, Don't you make <laughs> me start flirting to you now. <laughs> um, like the reason why I was like shy and like nerdy and all of that is because like um, like I'm from Jersey and like um, you know I was poor growing up and I didn't have like any like fresh clothes and all of that. Um, so. I was very like self-aware about that because <clears throat> this was like back in the 90s when you could wear whatever you want um, to go to high school. You didn't have to wear uniforms. Um, so my mom would buy me like cheap Target Walmart clothes to wear um, and I get picked on for that. Um, so I was like very shy, very self-aware. And plus I was a nerd. So I didn't hang out with the cool kids. I hung out with the nerdy kids. Um, and I was like too afraid to like talk to girls back in my teen years. Now this carried all the way up until I met like my homeboy. Um, and he was a select dude, but looking at him, you wouldn't think that because he was like five foot five. He was a dude that get that get females. So that make him select? To me, it did when I was younger because I didn't have no game. I didn't have no swag. I didn't know how to dress. I didn't know how to talk to girls. I was too afraid to talk to girls. None of that. And then I met my best friend who was like short. He was like 5'5". Five, five. He was a fat dude, but he knew how to dress. He had that Jay-Z swag and he was charismatic. Um, and, and me and him, we became really good friends and he pretty much taught me how to talk to girls. Um, he used to put me on like a like a um, a three way phone call with like some of the girls he was talking to, and he was like, "Yo, bro, listen to how I talk to this chick and learn some game." And he kind of put me on, and I slowly kind of learned the game myself. So, can, can I ask what age you were when you kind of learned the game? I was like nineteen. Okay, so social oh, Oculus was, was was like some teenage years stuff. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that was clear. But I was still I was still socially awkward um, because even though because he was trying to hook me up with girls too. He was like, "Yo, bro, twenty twenty one." Were you like socially awkward at like twenty twenty one? Yep, I was still socially awkward. But he was, you know, I was socially awkward, but he was like a social butterfly. So I used to hang out with him and his friends and his homegirls. Um, and um, he pretty much taught me how to like, just be comfortable with myself, be cool with myself. And eventually, you know, I learned how to do it on my own. So and then when I, go ahead. Okay, I was gonna ask, how old were you when you figured that you came out of that phase? I would say once I went to the military, 
Um, I was in the Marines for like four years. And girls, girls were like throwing the coochie at me. And that just started making me more I bet they were, baby. I bet they were. Yeah. So um, you got that practice that you was talking about. Yeah, like I used to I used to think like I was an ugly duckling, so I was like scared, but then I had girls telling me I was handsome, I was working out, I got my body right, and girls were telling me, Oh, I look good. So that started making me more confident. And then it got to a point where when the guys would go out to the clubs, they would ask me to come along as a wingman. I was like, What you need me for as a wingman? And they was like, Oh, you know, you look like you got some game. I didn't even think I did at the time, but I started going club hopping with the guys and we, we used to travel in the group and we used to always just like see who could get the most numbers. All so we used to go around aside, the club. All jokes go aside, if, if you would allow me, self-actualization is what you had lacked at one point in your life and you've evolved past that. That's why you weren't aware why, in fact, your own comrades were attracted to your essence. Your comrades were attracted to your essence, even though you weren't aware that you had an essence. So it's important. You know what? I dared, and I said all that to say this, your awkwardness, you know, your your social awkwardness probably saved you. Okay. It did. It, and, and, it, and that's so that don't yeah, don't discount Mella, goddammit. I'm saying it did because it kept me out of trouble. I wasn't messing around you with no girls. Because at a young it allowed exactly thank you. Thank you. So thank it, you. And now it, you're a Marine as fine as you can be. Get your bag to get what you got, man. The the thing is, like it was a blessing in disguise because it helped me kind of stay out of trouble. But you know, when I was in the Marine Corps, of course, I'm going crazy. But so, you, you know, so you think you're not you're not getting any nookie as, as a kid? Say kept you from being in trouble. Yeah, because I ain't get no girls pregnant. I ain't get caught up in no drama. Were you nothing. trying to, Leo? Were you shooting your shot at girls, or you were just too afraid to approach? Like no. Nope. Okay. I was too afraid to approach. You know, I thought. They would and look at like my. I thought they would look at my clothes because my mom would buy me like payless shoes. My mom would buy me like cheap Target clothes. I was like, oh shit! Like, I she don't want to talk to me because they was talking to all the um the trap dudes. So, I'm serious. Listen to what he. They anyway. They would have given you some anyway. You didn't know. You have, uh, yeah. No, let, me ask, wait, wait, listen. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Donnie, let me ask you this. Would you say that your experiences were um, equivalent to Leo's experiences? Because you said no, you were socially I, awkward at a, at a point, right? Yeah, I was socially awkward like 12, 13. By the time oh, I was okay. 16, I was still on wheels. Okay, okay. That's different. Yeah, that, like that. By the time I was 16, I, 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 <laughs> I was unstoppable. Now, here comes the real question, Mr. Anthony, or rather fellow veteran Anthony. Were you ever involved in a serious relationship or are you married now? Uh, I was for about three years. 
Um, I'm just, I'm just dating right now, but I do want to get married after. Oh, hold on, can we go back to how he was saved by not getting no nookie? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get into that with you, Donnie. Um, to me, I look at it as it saved me because had I known, I could have actually got a lot of the girls in high school that liked me, which I didn't even know they liked me until years later after high school. You know, right. I could have gotten into the same trouble. I could have had three kids with the same chicks that all the dudes just had. So, so you think that you wouldn't have used condoms? Is that what you're telling me? You're telling me that you would have been caught up? Yeah, I would have been. Yeah, I would have been reckless. Like, what, but why? So you, you're, I, I, me personally, I, I've been fucking since I was way back when. I've never gotten a chick pregnant. So I, and I don't know a lot of dudes who do actually. Uh. I just don't. I fail to see how you would have been in trouble from basically getting attention from women. Because I, it's I, not. It's not a bad. It's not a badge of honor to have a lot of bodies under your belt, Donnie. That's what he's saying. I never. He doesn't have the burden. He doesn't have the burden of. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm listening. I'm sorry. I'm going on mute. What y'all specifically said was he was saved by not being able to be a, attracted to. Or be be attracted to women. He wasn't. He was socially awkward, so that saved him. I'm trying to figure out how being socially awkward saved him when he was a kid. There's plenty of dudes who've never been socially awkward because he's I'm not just burdened. To say, uh, he's not burdened no, with body say, bags. <laughs> Let me explain. I'm trying to say because when I first started having sex, I was a sex addict. Um, I was a nympho. So if I would have had sex even younger. Like who knows what type of shit I would have gotten. So to me, did, I look at it as a blessing. Did you have sex class as a kid? Did I have what? Did you wait a minute? A nympho? Wait, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Never stop trying to get your and let this man be a panelist. Okay, stop trying to get your swerve on. All right, <laughs> right. All, all I'm saying is, when I was a kid, I, I I had a chick for every different day of the week. I used to go to different high schools and do all that. And early on, I knew condoms was the way to go. I was told the big homies latched up and said, hey, listen, pull that condom off. It's game over. Don't you pull it off. I didn't pull that condom off until I was about 26, 27. So I'm telling you, I have Miss a veteran, fellow veteran Anthony, I am officially a bad judge of character. I am officially a bad judge of character. My Quiet, bad. Miller. Quiet, Miller. All I'm saying to you is you don't necessarily know that you would have gotten some chick pregnant because you weren't socially awkward at a young age. The body count isn't even a thing. You could have just had a girlfriend or had more gr- multiple girlfriends. You never even slept with them. The point I'm making is so- being socially awkward did save you. It may have put you in a different pathway. Than what you could have been in, but I didn't save you from being in some horrible, wretched of a situation with 13 baby mamas. I I mean, I, I look at it different because to me, it gave me a lot of time to observe game because while I was in that socially awkward phase, I was looking at how everybody was doing their relationships. And I was like, okay, I don't want to be the guy that cheats on a woman, beats a woman, no negative stereotype. I don't want any girl I ever date to ever say that about me. So, so, I, so I chose not to be that guy. 
And so if you weren't socially awkward when you were 19, 20, you think you'd be beating women today? If I wasn't what? So if you weren't socially awkward when you was 19, 20, you think you'd be beating women today? No, I think I'd be cheating on them, though. But because, like, I, I waited a, a long time. I didn't get into my first serious relationship until I was, like, 25. Um, and I waited a long time, too. So I just pretty much... Because I was in, I was in the, the military, so I didn't feel no need to be in a relationship because I knew I wasn't going to stay there for long. And I knew I was going to go back home after I get out. So I would tell girls, pretty much, that's my situation. I'm not... I'm but not trying to be in that It's not going to save anybody from making bad decisions. Hell, it might even affect you later on. I just did a show with a dude uh, named Dwayne. Dwayne was socially awkward. He was socially awkward for quite a long time. He ended up messing with a chick, and she took she took him to the cleaners. He's 50, 51, I think, mm-hmm. and the chick is 49. So, I mean... See, the thing is, I learned a lot of game, though. Like, I learned a lot of stuff that I wouldn't put up with um, from females because I dated around a lot. Yeah, you so would have learned that if you've not been socially awkward. You probably would have learned it faster. I don't know. Because I, May I, I ask I was, a I was... question? Sure. What, what do you recommend for women to avoid men like you? Why do they got to avoid men like me? I'm talking about your younger years, not the man you are now. Your younger years, when you were ex- exploring, let's just call it exploring. Oh, when I was when I was in yeah. the service. What What would you recommend for a woman to avoid a man in your younger years that was exploring? Like you had no intention of committing to a woman, but as you said, you learned the the game. So, if you would please answer my question what would you recommend for a woman to avoid a man in your younger years that was just practicing the game um the last panel discussion you guys had i was agreeing a lot with um with brother donnie was saying i was just like that i would tell girls up front this is my situation um i would be honest about it i wouldn't lie um so pretty much if they wanted to avoid the situation all they had to do was say you know no i'm not dealing with that and just leave it at that and i would have been cool with that uh Melly, let me so i i can tell you so i i learned game early on i was 16 17 running game 19 20 running game i think i stopped around 24 years old running game because that's when i learned value right so i learned value in myself I learned I didn't have to run game to tell you stories because I had had my run-ins. I've done pretty much almost all, all you can do uh, sexually with these women, and I didn't see a point to keep running game because I knew what I wanted. I knew what I was capable of. Um, at a certain point, women have to have value in themselves in order to avoid a lot of dudes running game, running cons, and only out there to use and abuse them. If you have value in yourself, Dudes can't run game on you. They can't tell you a lie. They can't tell you a story because you have value in yourself. You won't accept any old bullshit. Brother Donnie, I got some pushback for you on that. So let's say uh, uh, you do be you be, you do be honest with a chick, right? 
that you're not looking for anything serious. This is what the situation is. You're just here to do you and she can do her and that's what it is. But then you know the female has feelings for you. So instead of just cutting things off, cause that's what I usually do. If I, if I get into a situation like that where I tell the chick, I'm not trying to be in a relationship, this is what it is, and then she catches feelings from me, then I just kind of like back off and just remain friends or something. But then you have some guys who still entertain that. You have some guys who still entertain that situation because they know she's going to keep trying harder and harder to um, make something out of that situation more. So do you think like, do you think that to me, that's when you cross the line of taking it too far? To me, that's that's running game. That's not being honest. At that point, you run the game. So I'll say this. You're supposed to like me. <laughs> you, me and you are interacting. You're supposed to like me. You're supposed to want to want to be around me. You're supposed to want to uh, have these feelings and everything for me. But even so, I'm going to tell you where it is. Now, if you become a nuisance, now if I see you popping up in my house and doing all kind of out-of-pocket shit, I'm going to remind you what the situation is. I'm going to put you in a place to where you understand off that. So, see, a lot of dudes will go and they'll say, oh, we we, we just kicking it. And then they'll go spend the night at this chick Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm not doing none of that shit. I'm going back to my house after I hit. Or you come over, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to see you in the morning. You need to get your Uber back. It's kind of late. I'm going to get your Uber back. I can drop you off. I'm, I'm keeping things at a certain distance all the way around. You're not coming over here playing lovey-dovey and then I'm sending you off Mm-mm. You come over, we can kick it for a couple of hours. You, you know, we do what we do, and then you got to go home. Certain things you can do to keep a woman from feeling uh, entitled. Not, no, not but what I'm saying not, not, is no, 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 no. I beg to differ right there, bro. Well, what I'm I saying is, what if she, what if she, you know, you know, she keeps expressing to you that she wants a relationship. She keeps asking, what are we? At that point, when she's doing that, to me, that's the sign to just let things go so you don't confuse her. Because I already know if I keep having sex with her and I don't want to be with her, she's going to keep doing all this shit. So I just, I leave it alone. But if, if you, you hit me with the what are we text message, the what are we conversation, I'm going to say we are what we were two weeks ago. We are what we were a month ago. We are what we are. And but do you keep sleeping with her? But do you keep sleeping with her? But I'm gonna give her the keep... option. I'm, gonna, I'm going to give her the option. I'm gonna say, See. listen, we're not gonna be in a relationship. See, so you can take that and run, or you can stay. And she gonna have to eat that. See, I'm not my job. See, uh, you, I mean, you, I disagree with you that. Guys, but I get it. You, you guys, you guys hear his point of she's going to have to eat that. What that tells me is his intention is to exploit. And if she doesn't understand that, that's her problem. My intention is to move in a manner that I've been moving. Exploitation. Exploitation. Exploitation is that I'm going out looking to abuse someone, right? I'm not looking to abuse anyone. If you are around, I'm telling you what your situation is. And if you choose to stay, that's it is what it is. I can't make One, you- once once you understand that someone can't comprehend your underlining message and you continue to interact with her, you're exploiting her. 
So the only person who wouldn't be able to comprehend that message is a person with special needs, and they wouldn't be in my bed to begin with. So why Anyone would else, why why would you can comprehend why, they choose to not? Why would you have these stories then? Why would you have these stories? So you're telling me these women are special needs? You're telling me women are stupid and can't comprehend things. What I'm telling you is these particular women that you as you announced you've had a problem with being off apparently with special needs and you exploited them okay well would you like to get one of them on the show and, and ask them if they're special needs you must know them since you're, you're assuming they're special needs if I well tell you, you just call women stupid it did no, do no, no, you I want me you. to actually take a census of all the women in america oh, to no, find no, out no. they're stupid you're making the assumption that these women are special needs. You're I making the assumption that women are this stupid. Is a recording. This is a recording. You're making the assumption women are stupid. I'm okay. pointing that out. And, and we can move right along. Um, let's get yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I just want to make the statement. You can't say that women don't comprehend things and I'm supposed to just take that. That means that these women are stupid or they're special needs. Period. Point blank. If you're getting well, uh, this car is broken. You can choose to buy it or not buy it. That doesn't mean you don't comprehend. That just means you have. I am so glad you. I'm so glad you emphasize the used car salesman analogy. Thank you. Well, I do want to say. I don't. That, um, part, last last week, I was like going really hard for the sisters regarding, you know, the fact that you know if you're not. Um, um, basically caring about somebody's emotional well-being, how, you know, that is lending itself to uh, the image of Black men in, in the eyes of, of um, Black women. But I do want to say that I do think that if you are, if a woman is showing signs that she's texting you or popping up at your house or doing things that's alluding to the fact that she's catching feelings, even though that wasn't the agreement, and you back off or put her on ice or let her know that, you know, you ain't, you know, this ain't working. Um, like, I think that that's commendable. Like, you know, it, if a woman continues to persist after that, then I would question her mental state. The thing is, there are men that continue it. Like, they have told her. Yeah, Look. the Roger report was vying for that last last week. He, he was uh, yeah. he was pushing that uh, notion that men, that it's yes. not a man's responsibility. It was either him or Donnie. I can't remember. Uh, we'll, we'll, I cut out. We'll, 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 what was the? Uh, what did you just say? I said one of you guys last week was um, pushing the notion that it, it really ain't your business. If, if you told her from the get-go, from the gate, that what it was, if she catches feelings and you continue smashing, that that's on her. As long as you're upfront and honest about everything that you do. <laughs> there, I, there's that's, nothing how, I can do. How that's, many, that's how many of us... That's, that's not... How many of us want, want to be responsible... <laughs> For emotionally damaging someone, that's to, my to thing. me. That's um, I understand what Donnie's saying, and um, but to me, that's too manipulative because when I started getting serious, means you're telling lies. Manipulation means that you're doing things that are sneaky and underhanded. If I'm direct and upfront with you, where's the manipulation? You can be manipulative with the truth too. 
you can be manipulated yeah, with the you truth. Can. You can be. You, you can. can. You definitely can be manipulated yeah, with the truth. By definition, um, you can be manipulated with the truth. Oh, Donnie, we meet. We. Oh you my God. Okay, so if so, Donnie, if I know like a secret about you that you don't want nobody else to know, and it's the truth, and I threaten to expose you with it. That's not that's, me using the truth you to manipulate you. That's you blackmailing you. There's a difference. Blackmail is a form of manipulation, though. Blackmailing is a form of manipulation, but I get, if I've given you a secret and I've given you a secret uh, for you to hold on to, that's for you to not give to anybody else. So I've given it to you with the intention of you not giving it out to anybody else. So you've lied to me and keeping my secret. Now you're going to manipulate me with that lie. But you can manipulate somebody with the truth too. You, if I say to you, if I say to you, hey, listen, I'm gonna punch you in the face if you walk through it. Then you do not keep the secret you say. Let me, let me. I want to talk about the other side of that. I want to talk about the other side of that because we want to sit here and act like women won't enter into these situations, actually thinking that she can actually change the man around. And and manipulation. And that's definitely manipulation on her part. On her part, that's manipulation. Okay, well, her developing feelings trying to manipulate me. Is if that's on her? That's her using manipulation tactics, lies, or whatever else she's I'm doing. I'm saying you can use but the if, truth to manipulate. How? How can you use the truth to manipulate? You need to give me an example of using the truth to manipulate. To I said maybe I'll, I'll give you an example. If I know a girl has feelings for me, right? But I don't want to be with her. But I know she'll have sex with me anyway, even though I don't want to be with her. And I'm telling her, hey, I don't want to be with you. This is my situation, and I keep having sex with her. I'm manipulating her with That's her feelings. That is, because I know she know, has feelings for me. I know she'll keep trying to do stuff to get me to be with her. I know that if I keep entertaining her, she'll do all these things to be with her. So I know I'm manipulating her with sex. There's no manipulation. So you've, you've told her up front that there's not gonna be any relationship. You've told her that there's not gonna be any future. And you've given her the option, hey, listen, I'm looking to have sex with you. You were up front, you were direct, you were honest, and this girl wants to partake in that? Yeah. Whatever her yeah, motive, Donnie, you still know that she's Wait a minute, wait a minute, That's wait a minute. Whatever her motivation is for that, it's her motivation solely hers. My your, mo motivation, your motivation is manipulation. There is no manipulation. That's, that's, manip that's, that's manipulation on both parts because she's trying that, to manipulate the situation her way. And you're trying to manipulate the situation your way. Does it make it manipulation? It is. It's emotional yes, manipulation it on both parts. It's not. That's just you so, making for lack of accountability. So let me ask you this, Donnie. What would you consider to be emotionally manipulative? Or do you think that that exists? First off, manipulation is manipulation. You can use it emotionally. You can use whatever. But the difference is I'm lying to you and I'm playing on your emotions, lying to you. That's manipulation. If I've been up front with you and direct, I've given you a choice. You've made your option A or B. Which one do you want? Okay, cool. 
All right. In the event oh, can that you I'm give allowed... us an example? Uh-uh, Mella, Mella, uh-uh. Can you give us an example of what you feel like is emotional manipulation, Donnie? Sure. I know the girl wants to be with me. I know the girl is in love with me. I say, well, you know what? I love you too, just to hit and then disappear. They call it playing the role. That's manipulation. Okay. That's not the only way you can manipulate. But that's not the only way. Okay, so so, so then I want to, uh, concrete starting with you. Give me um an example of what you would feel like. Okay, what would you say would be emotional manipulation? If he's saying that he's been all the way up front with the girl, hey, I don't want a relationship. I'm done. You know, like we we can fuck, but I don't want anything serious. What would your response be to that if he's being upfront with her? I think that that is that can still be deemed as emotional manipulation if you are if you are aware that she is developing feelings for you. If you're aware that she's developing feelings and she wants something out of the situation that you're not willing to give, i.e. a relationship, and you're not willing to take it there, however, you're getting benefits, uh, the draws, so you continue to sleep with her knowing she's um, okay, Rose. So, uh, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me, let me answer this. Let me answer this. Okay, as a woman, when does it become our responsibilities to be care the care uh, the gatekeepers of our own bodies? And then, because I've I've been in situations like that. I've been in a situation like that, and it got to a point where I had to do things for myself, and I had to understand understand things about myself, and and to see okay. This man really doesn't want to be with me, but I keep putting myself in a position. Now, this man is going to take the pussy. If I offer it to him, he's going to take it. When does it become my responsibility to say, you know what? He doesn't want me. I have to want better for myself. I have to set better standards for myself. When does it become my turn? There's never a point when it's not your responsibility to do that. But just because it's your responsibility does not mean that it's not most emotional manipulation on his end to continue sleeping with you. The two can live in the same vein as it relates to this situation. So he could still be practicing emotional manipulation, even though it is you still have onus and responsibility to say, hey, he using me, I need to, you know, value myself. But if you allow yourself to be used, is that still his fault? If you put yourself in a position to be used, if you know what it is, and I'm saying that he's not telling you he loves you. He's telling you, okay, I don't want a relationship. I don't mind having sex with you. I don't want a relationship. I'm not looking for anything. When does it become the woman's responsibility? Because I, I, if, if a man is that upfront and he's saying that he does not want anything but to have sex, and we can kick it, and I take that as a deal. Is that m- emotional manipulation at that point? I, I can speak on it whenever you guys are ready. You can go ahead, Mella. I, I just, ahead, I Mello. just want to answer Rose. Hold on. Can I answer Rose real quick? Yeah. Okay. So Rose's scenario was you meet it's a it's a woman, right? So I meet let's say I meet a woman out, and I tell her it's never gonna happen. She likes me. She has feelings for me. So she enters into the situation, right, in order to try and get me to fall for her. But I have no intention of falling for her. Is that your scenario? Um, I, that's not what I was saying. But yes, that you can use that example to, to, to okay. make your point. So based on the statement that I've or the scenario that I put out there, that woman is trying to manipulate that man because the terms of the agreement was we're not going to be any producing any relationship. It's a straight sexual situation. Yet she's lied to me 
with the intent of trying to switch me around and be in a relationship with her. She's trying to manipulate me and it what? backfires. Yeah, and but I, it doesn't always happen like that. Like sometimes a woman will enter into it and think, oh, I'm just going to smash too. I don't like him either. And then um, feelings develop. So maybe the initial agreement, she did agree to it and that was what she wholeheartedly believed she could do. But I don't okay. want you guys to think that I'm saying that this is one-sided. I think in situations where an older man is um, tricking his money off to a woman with the hopes of getting sex, but she's just using him for his money and she's, you know, uh, like stringing him along. Like tricking she's manipulating him too. I feel like tricking is manipulation. Can we simmer down for a minute? Can, can I get something in? Because I understand what Rose is saying and what I'm trying to say. Go basically, ahead, what, what it sounds to me is that a woman is trying to manipulate a man. You, what, based on what you're saying, because I understand exactly what you're saying, you're basically saying that a woman lies to a man. I'm going to enter into this agreement with no feelings. I already understand we're not going to be together at any particular point in time. Her feelings change. Doesn't make a difference. She already agreed to be in something that was not going to produce a relationship. If her feelings change at any point, the only person trying to manipulate someone else is her. When she starts trying to give the sex to change the man's mind, she's the manipulator. It's not the man sleeping with her. It's her sleeping with him because she knows her feelings has changed. And therefore, if it can't be the agreement that she already agreed to, she should remove herself from that situation or get the permission of the other person she's in agreement with to change the agreement. If she does not do that, she is the manipulator. The person that is the manipulator is the person that is responsible for the change. It's not the person that got that somebody changed something on. It's the person that's responsible for the change. The same way if I take my car to a shop and I agree to pay $400 to get it fixed, and then you fix my car, but then you tell me where it's going to be 600 after you got the car ready, you're the manipulator because you're trying to change what's agreed upon. I agreed to $400 and you will fix the car. The person that tries to create the change without the other person's permission is automatically the person in the wrong and the person that is the manipulator. Well, I agree with Roger's report. Like, if she never expresses that she wants a relationship, then yeah, that would solely be on her. But then when it gets to a, well, that's how I look at it. When it gets to a point where she's admitting that she has feelings for you, and then you keep sleeping with her anyway, to me now, it's like you are manipulating her in a way, kind of. So now it's like no. that vote for trying. That, that's if, how if I look if, at it. If she says it to me, if I'm the guy and she says it to me, I now want something more. And I say, well, you can't have more. That's it. You, I'm not manipulating you, her at that point. But, but I literally keep, told her she can't have what she wanted. But do you keep sleeping with her? That's, knowing that's, that? It makes yeah. no difference. I'm sticking to the first yeah, contract. That's wrong. I'm that's wrong. To, no, no, no. No matter, how, no matter how you feel about it, I'm that sticking to the wrong. No matter how you feel about it, I'm sticking not to the only, contract that I agreed to. You cannot force me to change the contract. If you don't like the contract that we have in place, it is not, your job to remove yourself. Not, I don't have to change because you change. Not only... Is it a trickster tactic? Okay, let's talk about tricksters. To trick someone, you must be deceitful. 
Exactly. Right, we're talking about people had a hell had a conversation, and y'all saying the woman came up to the man and said, "I want Look, to change the agreement." If he says no, he told you what it was. Okay, all right. In, in, any of okay, okay. In the interest of being neutral, right? Let's consider this scenario that has nothing to do with relationships. Let's let's simmer down. There's a young lady. In New York, she runs across some guy that's paying, you know, three card Molly, right? You know, where they shuffle the cards and everything. So she puts some money down, you know, and that is equivalent to her wanting to submit to you. You being out there for whatever happens, you accept it. And you play her according to what you know she's going to lose against. It's like, look, I'm standing here. Let, let, hold on, hold on. I'm just trying to make it not so, uh, you know, explosive. That's that's all. I'm. That's why I'm giving this scenario because this is becoming explosive, and I don't know why. So let's simmer down with this little gentle scenario. Please, if but, you would allow me. Well, you're talking about you're talking about gambling, though. I just use a scenario about a car. There is no gambling involved. It's just no, people no, no. talking. Let, 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 please. Oh let my go. god! Oh my god! Yeah, go ahead, oh my god! Go ahead. No, no, oh go ahead and my! Stop being dramatic and finish. Just stop being dramatic and just finish. There's nothing dramatic about me, babe. Well, what I'm doing, what I'm doing, is exercising. Love, please finish. All right, here we go. As I had said, there's this young lady that <laughs> that encounters this man that's playing these card games on the streets, and she knows what it is. Like he's just up there; he's a solicitor. Okay, so this is the point I'm trying to make. There is a position where someone, somebody's not on mute, but that's cool. There's a position that a man decides to take in his life where he is cool with practicing solicitation and manipulation. That is the three card Molly got. So you got this innocent chick. She's walking up and she is intrigued because she's never seen this demonstration before. She participates. She throws her money down. Like, yeah, let me see if I'll win with you. What happens? She loses. She got a problem with that. She got a problem with that. So she keeps throwing her 10 in again and again and again, and she keeps losing. But what does that so-called solicitor manipulator do? They keep taking her money, otherwise known as her sexual value. That's okay. what I'm saying. Can I answer that? The, 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 no, you can't. What I'm saying right now is there is a such thing that exists of taking advantage of a vulnerable person is wrong. Right. That's my message. Okay, so let me let me address that. So person is walking in New York and they see somebody playing three card monster at a shell game. Both con games played deceptively. So from the jump, I just want you to know that your analogy is someone playing a game being deceptive. This person is called a mark at that point because they've been drawn into the game 
and they're being lied to and told, hey, look, just want some money. Yeah, he wants some money. And then somebody comes up and they win some money. And then you put your money down and you lose a whole bunch. That's a con game. That's them being deceptive from jump. I just want you to know there's a huge difference from you going to the casino and putting you know where you know you can lose your money or you can win some money. They've given you the option and they're being direct. So you're not you that on the street. You're not you're, gonna you're not conning. You're not conning. Not you specifically, but a person is not conning a vulnerable woman that believes she fell in love with somebody that she thought fell in love with her. That's not conning somebody. If he's being deceptive, deceitful. If he continue, if he continues to sleep with her after he after he says, you know what, you kind of simple minded, and I'm out here on the on the block. I'm out here on the block, and you kind of simple. I'm not going to get with you no matter what you do. And yet I'm going to continue to sleep with you. That's not a con. If a, if Are you guys still there? Yeah, no, nah, he, he's gone. But it's not a con, Mella, because you're not deceived. If a if a man sleeps if a man sleeps with a woman and told her what it was and never changed what he stated, just because the woman wants to breach the contract, because that's what it is. It's a contract breach. Okay, try this statement hey, out. He try this statement out. Oh, this happened to my cousin. Oh, okay, but hold on, let me say this. This happened to my cousin. So the difference between a breach of contract and a change of contract. If you attempt to change the contract, the other party this happened to my cousin. It becomes a breach of contract at that point. When you breach a contract, you're wrong. Look, this happened to my cousin. He literally called her goofy. Okay, he said you are too goofy for me to take you seriously, but you can suck my dick. And she was like, why would you say that? Why would you say that? And here it is, three weeks later, I find out they still kicking it. So, in my humble opinion, I think he's taking advantage of her. Now, you guys, from what you're saying, he... Special needs? This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Is she special need? I'm just curious. This is this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. There are people in this world that believe they can achieve something with somebody through through intimacy. They believe that. That doesn't mean they're special needs. They they just believe that they have a connection with that person, even though it's just sexual. They don't know any better. Why would you take advantage with, of somebody that doesn't know any better? That's my so point. So would you just describe with somebody trying to manipulate somebody else? Why would you take advantage of somebody that doesn't know any better? Why would you do that? The person who took advantage was the person who backfired on that, that's what it sounds like to me. Say she said what? she tried to 
you said she just tried to basically use her room to influence. I don't know. What, I don't. I don't know what she tried. I just know that she is actually. She has a master's degree. I know that she has a okay, master's well, degree in accounting. So she's too goddamn dumb. All I'm saying is that there is something about her that believes that her and that man could get together, and she kept going for it. But he right. knew. He, he, listen. He knew that he didn't want her and he kept inviting the intimate exchange. That is she fucked knew it up. Too, Mella. Mella, and she, she tried to manipulate him. Oh, uh, okay. She tried to manipulate him. Okay. Okay. You know what? You know what? You know what? I think I think he was greedy. That's what I think. I think he was greedy. Mella, think, you just said I the think, woman has a degree. I think, if she I has think, a degree, did she not understand what he said when he said it to her? If she had, you're telling me she has a degree. E if emotional, she got a degree, she not stupid, bro. so therefore on, she knew bro. what she was doing. Hold on, slow, slow down, bro. Just no, not, you know, form, formal, you, you formal just education. Formal education does not equate emotional intelligence. Let's not forget so you, that. So she's stupid. Emotionally, that's what you're saying. You calling my cousin stupid? No, I'm asking you what you calling her because oh, you're the one trying to tell me she's not calling you. Call, you calling my cousin stupid? Oh, no, um, no, like no, 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 hey, 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 how y'all doing? Okay, we're getting ready to wrap this up because we actually had this conversation last week. Hopefully, you guys joined us. If you didn't, you guys can catch the playback. Um, we're gonna have final, huh? <laughs> I said, Y'all ain't shit, by the way, and you ain't shit for watching. <laughs> hey, I did, oh, but um, I were gonna, I was gonna ask you guys the final thoughts on the topic, which was mess women preferring toxic masculinity over no masculinity at all. Mella, we'll start with you, Leo Anthony, the Roger Report, Donnie, and then C Rose, and I'll take us out. Let's go, Mella, what you got? There's nothing less other than to accept the best. You have to accept the best in your life. You have to do that. It is enriching. It, it flourishes your life. It encourages your well-being. Not ever, not ever settle for anything less than what you deem best for you. Ever. Thank you, Mello. Leo, Anthony, what you got? Um, I believe you don't really gotta be toxic masculinity. You just need to be comfortable with yourself, find confidence in yourself, and just don't be afraid to put yourself out there and you could go farther than you think. That's my final thoughts. Thank you, Leo, Anthony. Roger, report what you got. I don't believe in, in conversations where it's always being implied that women are stupid. Women know exactly what they're doing. They're not, they're only pursuing toxic masculinity when they don't want to accept regular masculinity. Has nothing to do with a person that has no masculinity because there's plenty of people with masculinity that they can pick from. Women have not run out of men to choose. There's plenty of single guys. So if you're looking for someone that's toxic, you're doing it on purpose because you want to compromise men so you can be in the male position as the leader and you figure a compromised man is the best way to do that. 
Damn, that was pretty good, Leo. Excuse me, Roger Report. <laughs> Donnie, what you got? So the question was, are women going, which would you rather choose, right? Uh, toxic masculine or no masculine, right? Right. So it, it's really apparent to me when the wolves come, you want a toxic masculine man, right? If there was a zombie apocalypse, you're not going to go run with uh, uh, the mama's boy who can't change the tire. You're going to go with the toxic masculine man. That's just the way I see it. So if you have a choice or a preference, these women are going to choose a toxic masculine man, which I, I hate even using that damn phrase, but uh, <laughs> chicks are going to use, they're going to go for the for the 100% rather than the 0% every time. So, I mean, that just is what it is. Okay. Um, aside from that, y'all check out my channel. You ain't shit for watching. The Roger Report and Black Men being really honest. I'll be make sure to I'll make sure to subscribe. You guys got to start dropping your channels in the chat when you're up on the panel. So um, anybody who doesn't follow can go ahead and subscribe. Hey, much appreciated. But yeah, y'all ain't shit. I ain't shit. You ain't shit for watching. Y'all have a good night. Much respect. Thank you. Have a good one. Is it on? Thank me? you, Concrete. What you got? Yes, ma'am. Um, this is a good conversation as always. I did not know how we ended up back where we ended up. But um, very good topic, very interesting topic. Um, like I said earlier, I think that it's dangerous to, um, that this masculinity, toxic masculinity label, it can be dangerous to black men because they're making black men the face of it. And I think that um, a lot of their common behaviors that I don't necessarily deem as toxic are going to be labeled as such. And, you know, we have to be careful um, to ensure that we're not buying into the agenda that's being pushed. Okay. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and watching us and giving some, giving us some of your time. Um, please be sure to join us. We'll probably be back on Sunday and uh, we'll be breaking down some more topics. I hope you guys have a great night. Thanks for watching. Bye. Peace out guys.